podcasting from UW River Falls. Bet you didn't know, it's Sunday Stories. I'm Trevor. I'm Kira. And I'm Evan. And welcome back to another Fact or Fiction episode. One of these stories is a true account from our student voice here at UW River Falls, and the other is completely made up. Can you figure out which is which? Stay tuned next week to find out the true answer. For this story, let's learn a little bit more about the Freddy we've come to know and love. You see him on Saturdays at Raymer Field, and you see him roaming the UW River Falls campus. Freddy Falcon brings a positive attitude, and he puts pep in people's step, no matter if it's a football game or just a normal Tuesday afternoon. While the 5,958 students and the faculty and staff today can call themselves Falcons, it has not always been the case. In the fall of 1930, the student voice held a contest to give the athletic teams a name, and student-athlete Harry Rose won the contest by coming up with a Falcon, according to de facto Freddie Falcon historian and the Delector of Alumni Relations, Dan McGinnity. Harry Rose was on the football team, and his idea, the Falcons, won him the prize of $3, McGinnity said. The, Fal- the name Falcons won 433 out of 547 total votes. Talk about a landslide. Since its debut in 1930, the Falcon has undergone four transformations, but the eight characteristics that made the Falcon the winner in 1930 have not been altered. The name Falcon was chosen because the Falcon designates swiftness in flight, leadership, accuracy, fearlessness, intelligence, sportsmanship, nobleness, and strength, McGinty said. The concept of Freddie Falcon was introduced in 1970, 40 years after the Falcon was introduced to UWRF. One decade later, Student Senate purchased the first Freddie Falcon suit for $600, but it was changed later due to an unusual reason. The Freddie Falcon suit that was purchased in 1980 had to be adjusted because it scared some people, and UWRF could not have a mascot that scared people, McGinty said. The current Freddie Falcon was sketched by Jim Chrome, in 1987. After Chrome sketched the current version of Freddy Falcon, Barry Pinsky carved a wood statue of Freddy out of 150-year-old scotch pine. The statue was placed on the UWRF campus and was later donated to former Chancellor Don Betts by the students, according to McGinty. The statue is now located in the University Center. Many people have worn the Freddy Falcon outfit, but according to McGinty, the individuals play the role of Freddy Falcon are not allowed to talk while they wear the suit, and they're not supposed to reveal their identity. As the director of alumni relations, McGinty is in charge of setting up more than 60 alumni events every single year. McGinty said that Freddy Falcon makes an appearance at some alumni events, like the St. Saint Paul Saints baseball game, on Saturday, June 25th. During those events... People who work in the University Advancement Department wear Freddy Falcon. Susan Walker, manager of the University Communications and Marketing, said her office takes reservations for Freddy Falcon. For UWRF student organizations, faculty, and staff, the Freddy Falcon suit is available to be reserved for events. For hot and steamy days, an ice vest is even available to wear so the person wearing the suit can stay cool. This next story is about one of our campus landmarks. We have had one of the nation's most outstanding pieces of history sitting on our campus. I bet you've walked past it almost every single day and not even thought about it. The year was 1921, a time of peace of mind and family gathering. Richard D. Swenson 
was an army general in World War I. He had just returned home to his family, his wife, Larissa, and his two sons, Antony and Jameson. As he spoke to his wife about his time away, he mainly described his longing feeling for returning to his family. He told me he would stare at the sunset every night and imagine what I was doing back home, Mrs. Swenson stated when interviewed 35 years later. He used to say I was his son. Mr. Swenson would tell his wife that he would use the son as a guide to find her wherever she was. The year following his return, Mr. Swenson was offered a job as a professor of lingual education at UW-River Falls, as he had obtained a doctoral degree in linguistics at Columbia University four years prior to his deployment. Mr. Swenson was a beloved professor of our campus for many years until he passed away due to unknown causes in 1974. His wife and the community decided to dedicate an area of campus to him for his years of service. Mrs. Swenson only found it fitting to have a sundial dedicated to him for all he had said to her. After seeing the first and second blueprints of the sundial, she continuously asked for it to be larger. She wanted him to be able to see it wherever he was. The sundial has since become the largest sundial in the northern hemisphere. People come from all around the country to see this sundial and all its glory. Now, every time you walk past that sundial, you can appreciate its glory a little more. Don't forget to follow us on social media. The link is in the description below. We'll see you next week on Sunday Stories.